Well, hello, and I want to welcome you to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Horton. I'm here to bring you a short message that's designed to help you become all that God created you to be and to live your life to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into today's message. Well, it's another week for us to choose what kind of life we're going to have, right? So welcome back again to our Victory Church um, weekly podcast. Pastor Mitch here, so glad to be with you again today. And I'm going to jump right in. We are been talking for weeks and weeks now about the subject of healing by the power of God. And uh, so I'm um, still covering that, still got a ways to go, but um, I hope you've enjoyed this. And really, if uh, if you're challenged physically, maybe this is the first time you've uh, listened to the podcasts uh, that I do twice a week, I uh, encourage you to go back and listen to some of the previous podcasts. In fact, if you can, go listen to all of them. I know it's a lot of listening, but I've tried to go into great exhaustive practical detail on the healing by the power of God and by faith in God's Word and how that works with um, current life and lifestyle and just all of that. So quickly, I like to uh, reassess where we've been. I like to do that every once in a while. So since we're at a fresh week here again this week, uh, let's, let's, let me talk about where we've been. Uh, we have covered healing um, that comes two ways through spiritual gifts and that is the healing by the sovereignty of God. That is, he initiates the healing. Or there is healing that comes by faith in the finished work of Jesus on the cross. And that is healing that we initiate. We talked about that in fair detail. We also talked about three reasons Christians are sick, which are lack of knowledge, weak faith, and disobedience. So if you need to listen to that, go back and find that. The subjects there are listed in the titles. Um, The next part of this, we talked about seven reasons that you can know that healing is always the will of God for you. We took a a few podcasts to talk about that. Then uh, we talked about the healing covenant after God brought the Israelites out of Egypt. uh, He made a statute and an ordinance, and actually it was a covenant of healing in Exodus 15, 26, and declared himself by one of his covenant names, Jehovah Rapha, or I am the Lord your healer, or I am the Lord your physician. And, and you know, again, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he still is that for us today. So we established that. We also, the next part of this, we talked about healing in the atonement of Christ. And we took a few podcasts to cover this in great detail. Isaiah 53, again, is the redemptive chapter in the Old Testament. Every verse is about the Lord Jesus and what he did. And you find in the redemptive chapter uh, healing in the same sacrifice that Jesus um, uh, gave on our behalf. Uh, he not only took our sins, but took our sicknesses. Then uh, the next part we talked and took several weeks to talk about how to receive, or several podcasts, talk about how to receive healing by faith. And the next the next, uh, the next uh, few podcasts, we talked about planting the seeds of health and healing. If you understand how 
uh, to grow a garden, to plant seeds, and then nurture them to harvest, you understand how to receive healing by faith in God's Word. Then uh, we are now talking and in the middle of talking about healing hindrances. And there are four major categories of healing hindrances. There are negative emotions that we have to deal with. And then there is misuse of the body. And then there's unforgiveness. And then there's disobedience. So again, we are uh, in the middle of this. We have talked about negative emotions And we're in the middle of talking about misuse of the body. We have talked about diet. We have talked about the importance of eating properly. We have talked about the importance of rest, what the Bible says about these subjects. And today I'm continuing on the subject of rest. And I want to deal with uh, whether it's a modern phenomenon, you judge, but uh, there's a, a term coined called burnout. And I want to address burnout today. Because a lot of people, it's a badge of merit to get little sleep, little rest, work constantly, never take breaks. And my friends, that will lead you to burnout. So again, I looked up the dictionary's definition for burnout. Listen to this. It said burnout is physical or emotional exhaustion, especially as a result of long-term stress or dissipation. Again, physical or emotional exhaustion, it says, uh, is, is burnout. And then the next definition says, one who is worn out physically or emotionally as from long-term stress. So again, let's talk about burnout a little bit. Burnout is the results of Lack of rest and taking appropriate breaks, particularly when you're in a high-stress environment. Um, I I wrote this down years ago. I think I got this from a book I read I'll talk about in a minute. I reduce the quality and perhaps the length of my life when I neglect necessary rest. Maybe I should say that again. I reduce the quality and perhaps the length of my life when I neglect necessary rest. Rest, and that, so it's important for all of us to understand how important rest is in in human behavior. Uh, you know, for me, a lot of us have high stress high stress lives. If you've got small children, you're in a high stress environment. Let me tell you. You know, if you've got a if you've got a busy job, you're a salesperson, or you know, you're just working in a job and you're working around other people, and they're they're and their demands are upon you. Those things produce constant stress. Uh, you know, my pastoral role here at Victory Church. Next month, I'll celebrate being 29 years here at the same church, pastoring Victory Church. And I've been in next month, I also celebrate, let me see, uh, yeah, 42 years of ministry next month. So, you know, if I want to if I want to keep this calling going, and I believe I have many years left, I've got to make sure that I get appropriate rest daily, a day of rest weekly, and then periodic times away from normal routine. Let me say that last one again. We all need periodic times away from normal routine. So that's we need that rest. The lack of rest produces burnout. So years ago, Susan and I had um, 
I was actually out of the will of God, and, and a few months later got back. I, you know, I started ministry, I jokingly say, it's really true, started ministry out of the will of God, fresh out of the second Bible school that Susan and I graduated from. I uh, took a tenure of being an associate pastor at a church in my hometown, and I was 10 months there, and I was out of the will of God all 10 months. And, and God graciously forgave me, graciously got me back on the right track. But we took a trip back to uh, Tulsa, where I had to move back to, to get back into the will of God after that period of time. And, uh, and I went to uh, Rama uh, had a had something for their graduates uh, every year uh, in, the, in the winter months, and I think it was in March. And we went back, and Jerry Savelle was one of the speakers speaking to the graduates of Kenneth Hagin's Bible School. And he said one word that really ministered to me. He said, creativity is the results of tranquility. I wrote that in the front of my Bible when I was there. I never forgot it. And I've thought about that often since then. Again, Jerry Savelle, the quote from Jerry Savelle, creativity is the results of tranquility. Creativity is the results of tranquility. So he said, always take time to rest. So again, if we avoid adequate daily and weekly rest, if we avoid vacation times away from normal affairs, we're setting ourselves up for burnout. And let me say it this way in my words, burn, burnout is an irritable, caustic, I don't care attitude that just creeps in and steals initiative and steals motive. It's a huge demotivator. And uh, let me say this, um, I, I burned out, uh, what's that, 32 years ago, back in 1991. In 1991, I would have been... Uh, yeah, uh, 33 years old. I was in a traveling ministry. I'd already started a school. I'd, I'd been to school in Tulsa. I got on staff at the large church I frequently mentioned in Tulsa. And then in 1988, Susan and I moved back to the Carolinas, started a church in a small hometown. I gave that church over to a, a guy who was raised in the community. I started the church in a very small community. And, uh, and then I started a traveling ministry. And then while I had the traveling ministry, I uh, also started a business. You know, you got to be practical with yourself. And I started uh, ministry, this, uh, this traveling ministry. It was actually called Mitch Horton Ministries. And uh, oh boy, it was a challenge to say the least, just to get it in the doors of a church. Most pastors wouldn't give you the time of day if they didn't know your name. So I would mail information to them. We had no internet at the time. So I'd mail hard copy mail information and then do some cold calling. And boy, it was just a real challenge. So uh, just to keep things moving, we had three small children at the time. My fourth child was not yet born. Uh, Susan was working midnight shift at a hospital and uh, just to help make ends meet. And we had three small children. I'm traveling on the weekends. And then uh, beyond all that, God led me um, to start uh, a new business, and I started the new business, and uh, that in and of itself was a huge challenge. And I would do the business Monday through Friday, and then travel on the weekend. So, you know, I'm just you can hear in what I'm saying that we were ultimately busy. And li listen, I know if you've got three small kids, uh, let me see. In 1991, oh, let's see, six. Our oldest was seven. We had a seven-year-old, a five-year-old and a three-year-old, um, and life was busy. And um, 
Oh, my goodness. Uh, I was up many nights after midnight dealing with the details of my new business. I mean, uh, personal computers... You know they 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 were there, but but they were, you know I didn't have one yet because I didn't have the money. So I had a actually had a typewriter, believe it or not, and I I tapped out estimates on a hard typewriter. Oh my goodness! After care at night, uh, well in up to midnight most nights, after caring for three children since Susan went to. Um, since Susan went to work, I think she worked to work six, seven o'clock, worked all night long up until in the morning. So my responsibility at night was to come home from my business that I was attending to, uh, feed the children, that is, that is, prepare their evening meal, feed it to them. Uh, then I would bathe them and prepare them for bed, put their uh, you know bed clothing on and such. And then, and then before I put them to bed, I would. Um, I would read to them and then pray with them before they went to sleep. And and this went on day after day after day. Then then beyond that, after I went to sleep, or usually, you know, between eleven thirty and midnight or so, uh, usually not later than that. Then I was up early the next day to spend some time with the Lord. I'd get up at four thirty, five o'clock, spend some time with the Lord before again uh, getting the kids up, getting them the breakfast in their bellies, getting their clothing on them, getting their books and all that ready, getting them to school or you know the smaller one childcare, and then starting my business. And that that just replicated day after day after day the same thing. So, oh my goodness! And then I found one day. Burnout knocked at my door. It was really hard to overcome. And I made a promise to myself that I would never go there again. And let me say, listen, I've come to close a few times. And and anytime I've come close to burnout since then, it's always due to lack of periodic activity change. Again, burnout is often due to a lack of periodic activity change change. Okay, so rest is not necessarily cessation of activity or ceasing to do things. It's changing what you do. You got to have a change of environment, got to do something different. Okay, so anyway, I promised myself that I wouldn't go there again. And during this burnout time, I found a book and it was entitled How to Beat Burnout by Frank Manierth. And uh, I think he and Paul Meyer had these uh, places called New Life Treatment Centers for people who had uh, were just really challenged with life and such. And he put a book book out that was really good. I think the book was copyrighted 1986, How to Beat Burnout by Frank Manierth, M-I-N-I-R-T-H. Again, Frank Manierth, M-I-N-I-R-T-H, How to Beat Burnout. And, and you know, it was just a great book for me at the time. I was 33. I was just choking on life. It was hard. I just didn't want to, oh, I lost my motivation. Oh, I had a don't care attitude creeping in quick. And so the principles in that book helped me overcome burnout and stay rested. And and listen, I burn out. It took me a while. It took me, um, if you burn out, it's going to take you a while, weeks or months to really get back over it because you got to begin to incorporate immediately rest into your activity or you will fry. And I did fry and I fried hard. And you know, I look back on it. I'll be uh, 65 my birthday next month. I am I know it sounds weird. I am so glad that happened to me when I was young. It taught me an invaluable lesson. If I had had that happen to me when I was much older, it would have taken taken so much longer to overcome it just by the nature of us as human beings and the aging process. So because it happened when I was young, I'm very grateful to God that 
honestly, I know it sounds weird that he allowed it to happen because I can identify with people who are burnout. I can see the signs of burnout. And then it's helped me in my own life to steer clear of um, of not taking timely rests and burning out. So here's a burnout inventory. I'm going to leave you with this. Take a few minutes to do it. There's a burnout inventory in that book, How to Beat Burnout. It's on, from pages 37 and 38, How to Beat Burnout, Frank Manierth. And uh, But I, I just want to read them to you. And I've read this list. I've, I've ministered on this uh, from uh, in my church uh, at times over the years. And I've put it in my blogs. I have a blog post, MitchHorton.com. You can go there and read my blogs, and every year I'll put this How to Beat Burnout in there because I think it's so important. So again, there are 24 statements here. Listen, if you agree with most of the following 24 statements, then I want to encourage you to make some changes soon, or you may have some personal calamity called burnout being a part of your future, okay? So, boy, listen, take breaks, take weekly, daily breaks, weekly breaks, periodically. Take vacations, do things different. It's really important. Susan and I took, uh, you know, again, every seventh week, um, I take take off from from pastoring just, just so I can stay fresh. And, and then I take vacations a couple of times a year. Just had one this, uh, this summer with my family. It's wonderful. So, you know, I'm feeling good as a, as a young man I am now. <laughs> and, uh, but again, don't burn out. Here's, here's 24. Here are 24 statements. You ready? Uh, number one. So if you agree with the majority of these, make some changes now. Number one, uh, more and more. I find I can hardly wait for quitting time to come so I can leave work. Mm. Number two, I feel like I'm not doing any good at work these days. Again, number two, I'm feeling like I'm not doing any good at work these days. Number three, I'm more irritable than I used to be. Number three, I'm more irritable than I used to be. Irritation is a sign that there's something wrong inside, right? Number four, I'm thinking more about changing jobs. Number four, I'm thinking more about changing jobs. Number five, lately I've become more cynical and negative. Number five, lately I've become more cynical and negative. Number six, I have more headaches or backaches or other physical symptoms than I than usual. Again, number number six, I have more headaches or backaches uh, or other physical symptoms than usual. Number seven. Often I feel hopeless, like who cares? Again, number seven, often I feel hopeless, like who cares? Number eight, now hopefully nobody does this, but here's what is this on his list. Uh, I drink more now or take tranquilizers just to cope with everyday stress. Number eight, again, you're doing physical things, ingesting physical things. I drink more now or take tranquilizers just to cope with everyday stress. My prayer is you don't do any of that. But if you do, you need to take note. You're using that to prop yourself up. Number nine, my energy level is not what it used to be. I'm tired all the time. Again, number nine, my energy level. Is not what it used to be. I'm tired all the time. Number 10, uh, I feel a lot of pressure and responsibility at work these days. Again, number 10, I feel a lot of pressure and responsibility at work these days. Number 11, my memory is not as good as it used to be. Again, number 11 of the 24 symptoms of burnout, my memory is not as good 
as it used to be. Number 12, I don't seem to concentrate or pay attention like I did in the past. Number 12, I don't seem to concentrate or pay attention like I did in the past. Number 13, I don't sleep as well. Number 13, I don't sleep as well. Number 14, my appetite um, is decreased these days, or I can't seem to stop eating. It could be either or. Again, number 14, my appetite is decreased these days, or I can't seem to stop eating. I'm binge eating, all right? Number 15, I'm unfulfilled and disillusioned. Number 15, I am unfulfilled and disillusioned. Number 16, I'm not as enthusiastic about work as I was a year or two ago. Again, number 16, I'm not as enthusiastic about work as I was a year or two ago. Number 17, I feel like a failure at work. All the work I've done isn't worth it. Number 18, I can't seem to make decisions as easily as I once did. Again, number 18, I can't seem to make decisions as easily as I once did. Number 19, I find that I'm doing fewer things at work that I like or that I do well. Again, number 19, I feel that I'm doing fewer things at work that I like or that I do well. Number 20, I often tell myself, why bother? It really doesn't bother me anyhow. Uh, Number 20, I often tell myself, why bother? It really doesn't matter anyhow. Number 21, I don't feel adequately rewarded or noticed for all the work I've done. Number 21, I don't feel adequately rewarded or noticed for all the work I've done. Number 22, I feel helpless as if I can't find a way out of my problems. Number 22, I feel helpless as if I can't find a way out of my problems. Number 23, People have told me I'm just too idealistic about my job. Again, number 23, people have told me that I'm too idealistic about my job. Number 24, I think my career has just about come to a dead end. Again, number 24, I think my career has just about come to a dead end. And so again, that is from How to Beat Burnout, Frank Manierth, uh, pages 37 and 38. It's a list of uh, 24 telltale signs that you're on the verge of uh, of having a meltdown and a burnout. If you agree with most of these statements, you're likely to be in the burnout mode and you need to make some life changes. So, you know, I read this years ago and uh, when I saw that I had the symptoms of burnout. You, How many know you've got to be a realist with yourself? And we often self-deceive ourselves and we won't admit truth. But I got real. I was in such bad shape, and I so was was uh, tired every day, and I was so upset and just angry at the world every day, and it began to seep into my relationship with Susan, my wife, with my children, and and just it was just not a healthy thing, and I recognized it. And, you know, the Scripture tells us to examine ourselves to see whether or not we be in the faith, and so... A personal examination is important. I did that when I read this. This uh, when I read these twenty-four things, I really got desperate. I was at a bookstore, said, and I was looking at you know hard copy books. That we didn't have the internet, of course, at the time. And when I saw this book, it jumped off that shelf at me, and it's like you got to read that. And when I read that book, that book helped me so much. The whole book, you know, it was uh, it shows you where you are and what happens. And this list was in the book. But then the chapters that followed the uh, burnout inventory that it had really, really helped me. And they showed you the way out, spending time with the Lord, reading the Word, taking some breaks, getting involved in hobbies, doing some things that you enjoy. 
And when you do that, little bit by little bit, you know, you 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 can overcome the symptoms of burnout. And uh, I can tell you, for me, that's the reason. You know, uh, often a person with a, what I would call "quote unquote" a professional job, where you've got a constant stress that never stops, particularly if you're to the decision maker. And there's a lot of people that you're dealing with. You just need a time away from that situation. Maybe in your employment, maybe you are a person who is responsible for lots of different things. You need to find some time to take a rest, take a break. For me, I I read this years ago back in the 1980s that a person with a high-stress job, they should take a two-week vacation. If if it's allowed, do it. And uh, for me, the first week, I'm just kind of detaching from my normal environment. I know I pastor, and I don't ever want to say I detach from our people in our church, but, you know, emotionally and mentally, I need to take a break and a rest. So I take those uh, vacation times really, really seriously. So the first week, I find myself detaching, and, uh, you know, and, and then the second week, I really, really kind of chill. And by the end of the second week, you know what? I'm usually really excited about coming back to my job as pastor of a victory church this past summer august uh, july last week of july first week in august i took um, a two-week break and you, you know the first week again i had to effort i had to make the effort to detach from my normal things i do every day and and there's a lot going on so it was you know a challenge but once i did that that first week the second second week kicked in and by the end of that second week, you know what? I was really, really happy to come back and, and jump in my pastor saddle here, so to speak, and, 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 and work hard. And I feel good today. So I want to encourage you, if you have any of those symptoms that I just read, you may want to rewind this and listen again uh, to uh, the 24 symptoms of burnout. If you, have, if you have a majority of those, you know, I encourage you, uh, take it seriously because you can make some really bad decisions when you're not rested well, and in today's today's world, it's it's tough when you make bad decisions, right? So, you know, we want to hear from the Lord. We want to obey the Word of God. Obeying the Word of God means that we balance life out and we rest. Yes, we work hard, but at the same time, we learn the value of adequate rest. Even Jesus would would tell his disciples on occasion, "Come away and rest a while," and they would go up in the mountains. Jesus would pray away from them, but he would just take them away from the multitudes that followed them everywhere they went and would just take time to rest. Encourage you, take time to rest. Don't be a person who is a victim of burnout. Father, I just pray for me and any person listening to this podcast today that the wisdom of God would be, um, that would enter into us and, and that you would show us areas where we're deficient in taking timely rest. And Lord, if there's any person that is hearing this and they really do have many of the symptoms of burnout, I pray that you would direct their steps and give them a way out of the feelings of burnout and all of that encompasses it. Help them, Father God, to be able to take some rest in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I particularly pray for the single parents, the single mothers who are struggling with raising several children by themselves, that the grace of God would be there, that friends would see where they are and what they need, and that, Lord, someone would grab a hold and help them with the load of life so that they can have some respite from the from the undue pressure, the extreme pressure. Lord, may may rest come upon us, and Lord, may we may we beat the, beat the burnout 
syndrome and the tendencies that go that way. And I commit that to you and I commit us to you. Thank you for directing our steps and helping us in Jesus' name. Looking forward to talking to you next time as we continue uh, to talk about healing hindrances. God bless you. Thanks for listening to the Victory Church weekly podcast. I hope you're able to get something out of the message today. Before you leave, please make sure uh, that you subscribe or leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening from. Doing this goes a long way in helping us reach a wider audience. Lastly, if you want to reach out with questions, concerns, prayer requests, or comments about today's content, you can email me at pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. I would love to hear from you. Now go out there and be all that God created you to be today. God bless you.